everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast with myself and Chris. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about how to build a convert and direct booking website. I think um, something that uh, I know Chris has worked hard on for his business and something that I've just uh, recently done again for my business, so it's quite fresh in the mind, but I think it's something that a lot of hosts don't uh, really give that much attention to. So we thought we'd cover off um, what we think is important in a, in, a, in a booking website, because I know a lot of people just look at, I think websites in general for businesses, look at the aesthetics of them and they think if they look pretty, then they're going to work. But as Chris and I know, there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes to actually making those websites convert and actually bring revenue through them, which is you know the, the most important thing in any business. So uh, Chris, thanks again for joining me as usual. You're welcome. And um, where should we start? I mean, there's uh, so many different places, but um, I think... Well, I think the place to start is just how important it is. I mean, you, you know, I think this is, this is where a lot of people just don't seem to nail down, you know, and they just tend to kind of like pacify it off and build something that's like, I've got myself a domain name and a couple of pages put up um, and they call it their own company website. And then they just kind of forget about it. They don't work on it. They don't develop it. They don't, you know, they don't market it properly. And I think if we, if we all look at how the business has gone over the last, you know, 15, 20 years, I mean, some people have like started in this business and they have gone straight into the blueprint of like getting properties put them on Airbnb and not really having to worry about having like a, you know, a quality website behind them at the same time, you know, like I'm not saying don't use Airbnb booking.com and all of the OTAs. They're too powerful not to, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, if you're trying to build an SDR business, you've got to have your own website and own brand name so that if you are trying to convert bookings off the platform, which a lot of people think that they tried to do, um, then having that quality website is certainly going to improve anybody's chances of conversion just on the aesthetics, just on the, uh, the fact that there's no effort gone into this. It's like presentation of everything. If you if you see anybody like somebody coming in for a job interview and they haven't made an effort, what does it say about their attitude towards whether you want them in your company or not? It's the same thing. It's first impressions. So if somebody, yeah. if you're sending somebody or I don't know, you've given somebody a business card and it's got your website address on it, or you've got your email, you know, sign and sign off email with your website address, and people are going, oh, I'll click on that and have a quick look. And then all of a sudden they're clicking on it and going, oh, oh, so, oh, oh yeah, okay, wonderful. And then all of a sudden that's it. You, you, your reputation is being that your reputation is that person, particular person has got that instant reputation of who you are as a brand. So you've got to be whether whether five people are looking at it a day or two hundred people are looking at it a day. It's got to be a standard where people go. Oh, this is good. I like this. Because that's your initial seven seconds. 
Yeah. And then obviously there's a lot more to it in terms of like how you, you know, how you track people and how you get them to go on that journey from landing on your homepage, going all the way through your journey to checkout to booking, or at least sending an inquiry. So yeah. too, too many people just look at it and think, I've got myself a little website, that's enough. And then they leave it at that. And, and then they wonder why they're not building a brand and not, they wonder why they don't have any direct bookings. Yeah. I think one um, one sort of motivational speaker that I, I listen to quite often always says, you know, the, the first rule is you've got to pass the eyeball test. And, you know, whether that's, um, you know, the, the way the world is, you know, why do models get paid a hell of a hell of a lot of money? You know, because they pass the eyeball test for certain things. You know, why do, as sad as it sounds, better looking people get certain jobs over certain other people who are more qualified? You know, um, you know, and, and your website and your company representation, the way you look um, online is is that eyeball test. And, and I think that that is rule number one. You've got to first and foremost pass the eyeball test. I know I actually didn't. I didn't have a website for the first year of of doing my short term rental business. I, I fell into that trap of. I'll just rely on Airbnb and, and, and everything's all cozy. But I quickly realized that was a sinking ship. And, um, you know, since then, I've, I've been through various website developments. I think we've had th this will be our third now that we're literally about to la launch, hopefully today. I uh, will just finish some testing off on the new site. But um, this will be the third version of, of the direct booking website that we strive for. But for me, um, you know, I think. We, we talk about this a lot in terms of the conversion elements of a website is to actually give that customer the confidence that they can book on your website and get the same protection as, you know, what, say, Airbnb are offering or Booking.com are offering. And, and, you know, I think a lot of people I see buy these direct booking websites and they look amazing, but they're just off the shelf. They're plugging their photographs in and they're not really delivering any content around why people should book with them, why they can confidently book with them, how they're protected if they, if they book with them. And, and for me, they're the bits that actually make the difference on the conversions. And if you watch your, there's a, there's a tool called Mouseflow, which you can plug into any website and you can actually watch user sessions. Yeah. And you can see where they're clicking. You can see how much they're scrolling down and you can then make adjustments to to doing that and i know when we've watched the sessions on ours just adding trust signals you know confidence boosters that sort of stuff it just makes them stay on the website longer do a bit more research actually go through and book versus mm -hmm. going on and they were just logging on and logging Absolutely. but that, that's what you're doing you're trust building you know like like people sometimes people think that a website is like you you find that like they trust you from day one and then that's it and that's not the case and, in like e-commerce or any kind of consumer purchasing online, trust is kind of can be lost at any 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 part of the journey. So you might get them to think, oh, I like this, you know what I mean? And, and this looks like a good website and I like this property. And then all of a sudden you click on the first photo of the property, for instance, and then you go to the main property page and there's like four more photos and that's it. And a very poor description. So you've got you've you've done something right at the start, but then you've lost the trust on phase two. Mm. So all of a sudden they've dropped off on phase two. So you've got to be constantly thinking of the trust points. So yeah, like you you've got to be trust stacking all the way along. So it's like you mentioned about you know trust building, 
you know, confidence boosters and things like that. And you can, you've got to bring them in at the right time. You know, like, and it can be the slightest little thing that can just make a consumer think, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you, you know. And all you're doing is just adding to it all of the time, which basically means that they don't want to leave. And that's what all of these top e-commerce websites look like. You know, for me, in the short-term rental industry, an aesthetic-looking, a good-looking website is important. But if you look at, like, the biggest company in the world, probably today or second or whatever, or it's certainly in the top five in terms of Amazon, if you went, if you didn't know who Amazon was and you started analysing their website for, for like, you know, the, the look-good factor, you'd probably think, oh, you know, it's probably down at the bottom. But if you study, if you study Amazon from how you get from A to Z in terms of paying and getting your service delivered, they're the best. They're the best, you know. So you've got to learn from that customer journey of somebody going on and the trust points and the trust building and not make that journey long-winded. Yeah. The longer you make the journey, the more opportunity you have to lose trust. And, the, and as soon as you lose trust, then you're gone. You know, they could like the property, the, the price might be on point for them, the property might be great, but as soon as, like, I don't know, the, something's not right on your website or you haven't just got that trust signal at the right spit, the right time, they could just fall off. And I think that's where a lot of people just don't put the effort into building their own direct booking website to the degree that a consumer needs to, to fail, you know? And I mean, you look at the websites today that people do and you go on it and it's like, it's just horrendous. And there's like three, I don't know, three menu bars about us, our properties, contact us. And that's it. That's it. Like, you know, so you're looking on there and you're like, where's the confidence? Where's the, where's the, you know, the, the je ne sais quoi, as they say in French, you know, I need to get that. I need to be drawn into like who this brand is, who you know what the standard and the quality of what the service they're going to offer. Because if you just show a little website like that's got no, um, like no passion or no, like no effort has gone into it, what does it say about how the service is going to be? Yeah, you know, like the attention to details, the attention to detail. And if you speak to a good web developer. You don't need to be, you know, you don't need to be spending hundreds of thousands, but you'd need to be making, you need to be putting more effort into how that looks, how the consumer journey is, what your trust signals are, you know, and I think a lot of people just don't get that. But I mean, you know, yesterday, this is for, you know, like on IPRAC website, we've got an opportunity for anybody can go into the property check. So even if you're not an IPAC member, we've got this property check service that somebody who's just not quite sure that whether that operator or provider is, is trustworthy, they can use the IPAC property check, right? So one came in yesterday for a company in the States, right? It was called um, Healthcare Stairs or something like that, right? And this woman had put the link in. She says, I just want to make sure that I'm not booking through a fraudulent website, right? Now, this company isn't IPAC approved, right? So our team went in and looked at their website first thing and they had a contact number and a Gmail. They had no company registration number. They didn't have any socials. They didn't have a, um, a contact us page. 
it was just really, really pitiful, right? Mm. But the more we the more we delved in, we realized we found out that it was a legitimate company and who the director was. But the, this this consumer had they, they weren't going to go to that level. No. Right? So all of a sudden this consumers looked at their website and thought, I need to find a place to stay for three colleagues, budget of about sixteen thousand dollars. And this company had lost the booking. Now, actually, they got the booking because we contacted them, explained to them that this client was, you know, and we explained to the client who they were. And we just went back to the client and said, no, they're a legitimate operator. We've checked out the company. We've checked out the director. We've gotten through, like, we found out certain reviews. We've done our internal checks. And the woman said, so I'm okay to book direct then. And we said, well, on a, period, on a scale of one to ten, they've come out as an, as an eight. But because we've investigated as legitimate, okay yeah. so she decided okay i'm going to book with them but they could have lost that sixteen thousand dollar booking if iprat weren't involved trying to like you know match up the the the, the, the trust factor so you've got if you're if you if you can imagine if your website is not on point how many bookings are you losing that you don't know about because at the end of the day you've got all these people driving traffic through social media through LinkedIn, through Facebook, come and have a look at my website, look at my properties. And, you, and you're all driving, the, the name of the game is to drive uh, traffic to your website. But if you're driving traffic to a website that has no integrity, no trust, no, no, no quality, then what are you doing? You, 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 you're, sending people to, you're sending people to somewhere that they're not going to stay. I think there's, I mean, to have that, I mean, I, I see, it shows you how, little people probably value their direct booking game and their own businesses when they promote their listings in Facebook groups using the Airbnb link. I just cringe at that. I'm like, you're like asking to give away 15, 20% of commission, like by promote. Yeah. All right. It looks nice on Airbnb, but you're just giving away money by doing that. If someone wants to click and book, they're going to click on the Airbnb link and then you're going to get charged. And it like, it, it drives me insane when I see that, but that shows or worse, me. or even worse, they go and find somewhere else on the platform. Yeah, yeah. They don't even, book, they, they don't even end up booking yours. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's it, it's madness. It's like, but that's the mentality I think of most hosts because Airbnb have built this engine where, you, okay, you might not think you need to spend thousands of pounds on a direct booking website, but over time, if you link up a converting direct booking website on the front end with, you know, the aesthetics, the trust signals. Uh, for me, it's been a lot of this new development we've done has been very much about guest flow because I yep. felt like new websites, the guest flow's been quite clunky. And as you talked about before, you know, all of a sudden people go, do you know what? I just can't be asked with this. You know, like it's, it's not picking up me dates that I want to search or it's, it's taking mm -hmm. loads and, you know, all these load speeds and everything we're tested and, but for me, for this, it's been a guest flow. It's a journey of, right, if, if I come in as a customer, once I've ticked all those trust boxes, I want to make easy to, to, to get to the end point of the booking. And then the trust remains throughout that, that process, but we get to that end point of the booking. But then on the back end of the website is driving the SEO. You know, yep. and we've been working on it now for like a year and a half about, and we're really starting to see some great results from that. And that's, the SEO game is almost paying for the website now. You know, that brand new website's just cost me quite a lot of money. 
something paid for by the SEO work of the bookings we keep getting in now. But I know that we're losing bookings because of the guest flow on the old version. And we're, dri we're driving the traffic. The trust signals are all there, but the guest flow is clunky. So I know mm -hmm. that we're not ourselves business. So yeah. the idea of this version is we've got the... We've got the confidence, we've got the trust signals, and hopefully we've got the guest flow now and then the ease of access to make a booking and hopefully we'll see more money coming in off that because of the SEO work that's going on. But, you know, just I was in Dubai last week with the team and I sit with the SEO guys and, I mean, they talk Chinese really to me. It's like, you know, like, oh, we found crawl errors, we found this, we found that. And I'm just like, like yeah, just how many more visitors are we getting? How much is a converting at, you know, and where people, what, one of the things I do ask them is, what is our top exit page? So we, we did find on the old website, a lot of the top exit page was the booking page. So they were getting to the booking page and not making the booking. So we did find that a lot of them were just clicking the WhatsApp button or the chat button. So rather than actually just going ahead and booking, they were clicking that button and then speaking to the team and we were still converting a percentage. But we were also losing some because when you got to our booking stage, because it was a plug-in from our channel manager, it didn't have any trust signals on. So it changes the page. So we couldn't but talk about it, it, As well, I mean, it all comes as well. I mean, sometimes if you build a trusted brand, you can get away as well with some faults. Hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at EasyJet, right? Let's just take EasyJet, that for example. If you go on to book an EasyJet flight to go from Newcastle or or London to, to Malaga, for example, you don't need to speak to anybody. You don't need to, you don't, you're not like sitting there thinking, let me just let me just press that WhatsApp button and speak to somebody in EasyJet and just clarify that everything's going to be all right. You don't need to do it. Why? Because they've already built the brand, they've already built the trusted brand. So even if you even if you are making a couple of errors on the way, it's not the end of the world, but customers flow like you say if if you don't get that right then that's like tedious for somebody time yeah. consuming uh, and they and they're big no-nos in the game of like online you know online booking like e-commerce because as soon as somebody starts to get frustrated it's like ah fuck this excuse the french yeah. you know i'm i'm off i'm off so you've got to make sure that that it's it's simple it's like is this the property that you want to book fantastic click here then it goes on to the, you know, check your dates, boom, 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 pay, boom, done, confirmation. It's like, it's very easy. You don't need to rocket science it. But if you've got your trusted brand already in place, so like as that flow goes through, your brand recognition is always on point throughout the journey, you know, with along with your trust signals, you've got that consumer captured, you know? And it's kind of like, uh, you know, just little things like, you know, you, you're so close to finalizing your booking and, and all of a sudden that, that gets them excited as well. It's psychology, you know, just them little tap messages that pop up, you know, you're so close to finalizing this booking and, it, and it's kind of, that helps probably, people. We've probably all been there buying any product, you know, you even, you know, go back to Amazon, you're on Amazon, you've got to buy some Nike trainers. You're literally at the checkout page and just something stops you wanting to buy them. You know, it could be delivery dates not quick enough or, you know, there's, there's just something that just knocks your confidence and makes you think yeah. actually that doesn't tick the box. And it's trying to reduce, reduce all that impact along Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. Yeah. But for me as, as, a, as a business, 
I, I don't want people hitting the WhatsApp and taking up someone's time to chat. No. You know? I, I just want them to make the booking. So Absolutely. what we're testing on this new one is um, I'm putting a bit of a uh, – we're putting a timer on there, two-minute timer. Yeah. Uh, to if they book within – before the, basically, if you book before the timer goes, you get a free early check-in and early check-out. Right. Just to see if that then stops them going – the WhatsApp route, and the next, the next thing we'll watch some sessions. We'll split test actually taking the buttons off, and just seeing what impact that has. But it's again, it's all testing. You can't just. You it's can't all about testing. Pay developer to develop a website and plug it in, and then not do anything with it, or not look at it and expect loads of direct bookings. And I think, unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do. They just buy these off the shelves websites, but they're not doing anything with them. They're not promoting them they're not pushing any traffic to them but they're also not watching what the traffic's doing they could end they could get tens of thousands of visitors a month and not get a booking if if it's not sell bright you know if you absolutely well i mean this is why you know your home page bounce rate like you just just the basic google analytics can tell you what your home page bounce rate is i mean without going into any like in-depth uh, analytics uh, you can just, you can tell on your homepage bounce rate what 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 that's looking like. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the and where people are and which pages people are going to. I mean, we've done so many tests of like where people like to go before they actually book. You know, and, and that's when I talk a lot about a trust page, having a trust page, not an not an about us page, not contact us page, literally trust page, and have it marketed on your homepage to say you know like, you know, eighty nine percent of our 89% of our of our customers trust us. Here's why, and you and they want to know it because psychology is like trust. Why? Okay, I need to know. You know, I'm, I'm interested in that. So they'll click on it and they go to a page where you're basically talking about you're not selling, you're selling your brand, you're selling your reputation, you're selling the trust factor. And then once people get that, then you can send them to your properties. So when you start introducing like a trust page that people can get to, you start seeing on the analytics that home page, trust page, booking. They're not missing the trust page out. You know, yeah. they're not like, but a lot of people will miss the contact page out. Because it's like, I'm not ready to contact you. I don't trust you yet. So I'm not interested. You know, so you've got to understand the psychology of what somebody on your website's doing. But at the same time, on another flip side of having a quality website and investing in a quality website is if you went to a meeting with an owner who's got a brand new five bedroom, beautiful house that you know can earn you 60 grand a year. But a competitor is also going to the meeting the following day. And that owner is going to do a bit of due diligence on your company and a little bit of due diligence on the other company. I'll guarantee the person with the professional website that's got a page about owners what how owners benefit from that company you know a little bit of effort that's gone into the brand and the marketing and the reputation and both offers are the same similar the owner's going to go with the, the the one who's got a professional looking website that feels that they've put a lot of effort, more effort into it you know it's our reputation it's our brand it's our company it's who we are it's what we represent then they're going to go, let's go with this guy. So when you think about it, you've just lost the product that could, that could earn you 60 grand a year. So not only on the guest side, it's like how many, how many property listings are you losing out on because your website is not up to scratch when people are doing due diligence. Because the whole point of due diligence is like you don't know what's going on. 
you don't know that it's going on. You could be sat there having, you could be out for dinner with your family and somebody's sat there going, let me just have a look at that company's website. We're thinking about booking that villa in Spain for. Yeah. And they're on there having a look at it and they're going, hmm, I'm not sure about this. I mean, that, that, was, that was definitely one of the spin-off benefits, which I've mentioned to you before, about of IPRAC. You know, IPRAC is not for that side of things, but we definitely had landlords. Oh, yeah, I see you're accredited. Great. You know, we, 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 that was like a trust signal. That yeah, absolutely. It, it's, not, it's not intended for that purpose, but as you said, it, it, it does help. And I think another thing that a lot of people massively miss, I think, just in, in the marketing in general, but definitely on their websites. And, you know, I know you you work with um, with Neely as well. And it's the copywriting, you know, I think. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's it's all well and good having a message, but to be able to actually write it properly, that it, the message converts, is, mm. you know, it's the engagement from professional copy versus just knocking up yourself is, is leaps and bounds. And, um, you know, I thought I was actually all right at sort of copywriting, but then just watching the difference in the engagement on, yeah, of course, you know, it's so, yeah, absolutely. In that, you know, if you're going to do a website, invest in somebody to write the copy properly, you know, make sure that it's engaging and it, you know, it leads them down a path. And also, it doesn't talk about you because really, no one gives a shit about you. No. <laughs> In business, no one cares about you or how great you are or how great your team is or whatever. I think you've got to have elements of that to echo that, yeah, we exist and this is what we're doing. And, but really, it's like, what can I get out of this website? What what am I getting by booking with you? You know, they don't care that you've got 300 employees and however many sites and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what am I getting? Like, how am I protected? What do well, I Well, the consumer's selfish, aren't they? We all know that. You know, it's like the consumer is selfish. That's the whole point. It's like, what's in it for me? Is the price right? Is the product right? Is it all going to go well for me? Is am I am I going to get what I want? So it's a very consumers are selfish. So you've got to fill in all of the gaps in terms of. I mean, I talked about it in the other day about you know like uncertainty is the killer of conversion. You know, and you've got a kind of a real good exercise to do within short term rentals is get a bit of paper and write down on that bit of paper all of the aspects that can deliver uncertainty to a, to a consumer. So that might be, is my payment safe? Uh, will the property exist? Is the company legitimate? Um, has the company been operating long enough? Um, does the website look good? Will the property be there when I get there? Will it be clean? You know, write them all down on a bit of paper and then look at how are you overcoming them uncertainties? Mm. So if, if it's like cleaning, okay, we need to address cleaning. So how do we address cleaning? You know, like, so you need to address how you like talk about cleaning within, you know, like, you know, if does the property exist? Okay, how do we do that? Okay, let's go and get ITRAC approval. Um, yeah. Is our website on point? No, let's develop the website. You know, what about payment guarantees? Can we provide that? No, how do we do that? So list all the uncertainties that somebody could have, even your own, yourself would have, and then go and overcome them. And that will increase your conversion tenfold just by removing the uncertainty. Understanding what the customers look. I mean, all you've got to do is like, like go book, go and book, go and book a stay for yourself, as you say, and just think of all the right, I'm thinking yeah. that now. Not now, I'm thinking it's not right now. down. It's not rocket science. 
because it's consumer stuff. I mean, I talk about like the fact of uncertainty in terms of like Uber, you know, like Uber, Uber the, the company Uber, everybody thinks that they've invented the wheel. They haven't, right? Like taxis and things have been going on for, for thousands of years, or maybe not thousands, but a long time. Huh? And all Uber did was say, okay, how do we do this? Let's remove the uncertainty. Now, I remember when I was a kid, Look, waiting for a taxi to go out on a Friday night, it'd be like, oh, where is he? Jesus Christ, I booked him 10 minutes ago. Well, he hasn't run. So then, shall I call the company? Okay, I'll call the company. He's just around the corner. You know, then he doesn't come. What car's he in? You know, is he, is he, oh God, you know, this is stressful. With Uber, they've just removed all that. Yeah. But it's the same service. They've just removed the uncertainty. Okay, I'm sitting in a bar, I've, looked, I've booked my Uber. He's seven minutes away, I've got a time for another pint. He's called Alan. He's driving this, that's the registration. No confusion. Yeah, you can see him on the map. You know what? Yeah, see him on the map, he's around there. I've got time for another drink, I've got time to do this, I've got time to go up the toilet. When you book a taxi, there's too much uncertainty, right? So it's the same with short-term rentals. Look at the uncertainty. Does it, do it exist? Is it clean? Is it this? Was my money protected? Remove all of that, and then you've got a better chance of being a direct booking web website. So you've got to look at it from the consumer point of view all of the time. You know, how's the consumer going to going to view this? And I think that's where a lot of people, like, if they're brutally honest with their own websites, like, would you book on there? Honestly, like, would you really book on your own website? It's like, no, I wouldn't actually. I got to the point with my version two where uh, I, I did at you know my friends would say can you show me some the property you're on about and i'm like i, I don't want to send you the link to my website because i was almost like it's not working as slick as i i the brand should have you know so mm -hmm. we, we were we're further ahead as a brand than what the website was delivering and i was like I, we've got to you know speed it up we need to be slick and the flow's got to be better and you know i think as you say not many people would probably book through their own websites because they, they probably don't work. They're not efficient. They don't they don't give off the right signals and absolutely. And it's a constant development as well. Like technology's moving so quick. You know what website that worked a year ago, two years ago doesn't necessarily work in today's market. You know, no, especially with it's a constant development for sure. Yeah, I mean it's an absolute constant development. I mean we looked at one of the uncertainties that guests have. Right, here's an example. One of the guest certainties that they have is like, do the photos on the website, right? Um, do the photos on the website. Um, will will the property look like that when I get there? Because you know you might the property might have been listed like five years ago, brand new, lovely, and now all of a sudden it's deteriorating through you know hundreds of rentals, and all of a sudden you're promoting the, with the photos of five years ago so of course it which everyone does but is the standard now as a as an operator you've got to be saying i'm either if that property is looking tired it's either going to get renovated or i'm dropping it 100%. right and that's one thing but also put on the photo on the listing last photos of this property were last taken and put the date and show five months ago because then all of a sudden, ah, okay, verif you verify, you're removing the uncertainty of that by just saying these photos are five months old. And it's like, ah, okay, that's good. Yeah. I like that. And it's just something small. But you've removed the uncertainty of, I like, do the photo, you know, I don't know when. 
So all of a sudden you've told the consumer this photo, the photos on this website were last updated five months ago. Yeah. Brilliant. I like that. So you've removed a little uncertainty. Yeah, we, we, and photo order as well. I think, you know, people seem to have got into this habit of like wanting to photograph like plant pots and glasses. And it's like, People want to see the room. You know, they want to be like, okay, I can see myself sat on that couch and watching that telly. I can see myself cooking in that kitchen. And uh, it seems like, and, and it's probably to do with like a lot of people now using professional photographers instead. So they're trying to just add a few more photos in and get 100 photos. But really, you need to call 15 photographs and your first five are probably crucial, you know, and, and they've Absolutely. got to probably not sell a bookshelf or sell a little plant sat on a bookshelf or some cheese boards or whatever you know they're all nice and it kind of sells the experience but i think that people are kind of starting to miss the boat a bit i think with that they've got to be like the bonus photographs at the end if people do want to flick through 20 30 40 photographs you know so, whereas we we the first 10 to 15 have got to be i try and like walk them through the property so when you open the door this is what you go into then you might go to that room and then and try not to have two of the same room repeating because they do just want to get the, the major shots first. Then you can go in like repetitive stuff thereafter. But mm. um, I mean, there's things like floor plans. I mean, a lot of people used to think floor plans weren't that important, but in short term rentals, it was only in real estate selling that was important. But all of a sudden, consumers are like a lot of consumers are like, I'm not sure whether this property is going to work for us. Right now, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father of three, and when we used to go on holiday, I'd be like, Okay, so this villa, I want to book this villa, right? What's the bedroom set up, right? So, all of a sudden, it was like, Yeah, well, I, I know that doesn't work for me. Beautiful villa, but it doesn't work for me. I cannot have bedrooms on the ground floor, I need at least three bedrooms on the first floor, you know, I can't have the master bedroom on the first floor in the guest bedrooms on the ground floor next to the garden because I'm going to use the master suite, but I'm not going to be on the first floor. My kid's down on the first floor. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So if I will arrive to the villa like that, it will be like, okay, the kids are going upstairs in the master and we'll be down here. But just out of a just psychology protection for my kids. Yeah. But if yeah. you could look on a website and think, ah, okay, look, this is working. The bedrooms are here. That would be good. The kids' bedrooms next to that one. It's not next to the kitchen or not next to the living room. You know, because we've got to have dinner parties and we've got a two-year-old. Things like that can help conversion because it's just it lets people see the layout of the property. A lot of people start doing a lot of people start to do it now, but it's not mainstream, it's not everywhere yet, you know. Yeah. So I think a lot of people it's it's about asking your consumer, it's about listening to your consumer and your guests, where can we do better? I mean, I used to say to my team. You know, like a lot of people like to think that, you know, you celebrate the wins and what you're doing well. But like one of the first questions I would ask our, my team after a Congress is where did we go wrong? It's like, God, Chris, you're so negative. Why do we come not talk about the positives? Well, we will, but I want to know what the, I want to know where we went wrong first. Because most big companies or successful companies, they build good companies because they concentrate on where they're going wrong. Mm not on where they're going right yeah right because if you know where you're going wrong you can improve it there's no point concentrating too much on the good because people are like that side of it so let's not improve 
you know, let's improve where we're going wrong. So let's concentrate on where we're going wrong. And some people might think that as negative, but if you can look at all the negativity and convert that into positivity, then you're building. Yeah, it's solve your problem. I think, and I think people need to take that mentality into short-term rentals and stop thinking that Airbnb and booking.com is going to be your savior and revenue driver for the future because it's going to change. So you've got to start thinking about your own website. But if you're just going to do a shitty little website, don't bother. Yeah. It'll do you more harm. It'll do you more harm. Do, do you more, it will do you more harm than good. It will do you more harm than good because some of it's just ridiculous. You know, like there's just no contact us. There's more, only a mobile number on there. People don't like to call mobile numbers. There's no office. There's no continuity you know if somebody phones at six o'clock at night there's no nobody's answering it it's going to voicemail it's like that doesn't build confidence no. you know it doesn't build confidence people need to be able to you know and your website's everything it's your shop window so if you're not if you're not really digging deep into it and investing in it you're leaving money on the table as they say yeah for sure and i think that's a good place to wrap up i think we've dropped more than enough um, yeah. points for people to pick up on. And, you know, as always, you know, listen listen to it back and write them down and go, and, you know, tweak your websites and get a website if you haven't got one and, you know, do it properly. And, uh, you know, there's so much you can do and, and it will. But like anything, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, you've got to build up. You've got to, you've got to work on it. You've got to watch it. You've got to research it. And then over and over again, you'll start getting better and better. You'll get more direct bookings. You'll feel more confident in your own website. You'll promote it more. You know, I wouldn't run any. I stopped all of our Google ads to our old website. I was like, what's the point? You know, it's yeah. clunky. We're, we're, we're not convert. We were converting some, but it's, you know, where's this new website? We've already got the ads ready to go. You know, we're, we're, we're just, as soon as that new website's live, we're going to start pumping traffic back at it, you know? And, um, you know, that, that's because we know we're watching, we're researching, we're tracking data, we're understanding what's going on. Rather yeah, than yeah, that's the key. That's important. It's so important, you know? Yeah. And then you're tweaking it and you're developing it and you're looking at things and, and getting, getting your guest feedbacks. So many people, people improve in life and business when you ask people the question, where can I improve? Mm. Like, like I asked, I mean, I, I've said this, said this before. I mean, I asked my, I asked my wife, where can I improve? You know, cause I <laughs> want to be a better hook. I do. And sometimes people turn around and go, God, I wouldn't I like to ask that question. I'd be scared of, <laughs> I'd be scared of the answer. But if you don't know the answer, how can you get better? And how can you become better? So don't be afraid to hear the negative. Like I'm not afraid to hear the negative. So go and ask your guests, where can we be better? Yeah. I know you've had a great time. You give us a great review, but don't just take the review and post it online and say, you know, look at this great five-star review we've got. Go back to that guest and say, thank you for the review, but we know we can improve. Where would you say we could improve as a company? And, that, and once you ask that guest, the guest is going to tell you. Yeah. He's going to say, oh, you know what? They could do this. Thank you very much. We're going to implement that. You watch what we're going to do with that. And all of a sudden, you change and you tweak towards what that guest has said. Don't be afraid to hear the negative because that's where you can improve. Whether, whether you ask your wife or your boyfriend or, or, your, or your business client, whatever. But go out and ask. Yeah, no, Don't ask yeah. your missus tonight, Ryan. See what she says. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> it could be a long phone call. <laughs>
Well, the thing, then you know what you've got to work on. You know what we've got to do. But uh, yeah, no, as always, mate, uh, absolute pleasure. Uh, for anybody who hasn't checked out iPRAC, I encourage you to do so. The links are in the um, show notes and also the Luke States Academy links will be in there as well. Absolute pleasure, mate. I know you're busy, so I'm going to let you go. Thank you. Pleasure. All right. I'll speak to you soon.